moments will be lost in time. Like tears. last name <laughs> it's alloy alloy okay welcome marnie thank you um so for the <laughs> weird story at this i met marnie a few weeks ago at a wedding of a mutual friend uh we had never met before but we just started talking about movies As one does. and yeah because you know we're all film people yeah and after uh, many drinks, I was just like, oh my god, you should come on my podcast. <laughs> and then, like, a little while after that, after we had sobered up, she sent me a text being like, so were you actually wanting me to be on your podcast? What's the deal there? And yeah, I was like, yeah, please. There were some drinks, so. Then yeah. it actually, it. So please, as you are here it's now. It's actually a very uh, thematically appropriate movie then to do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it very much is. Very. Did that actually happen? I don't know. <laughs> I need to confirm yeah. it with other people. Now we went for that late night swim. Yes. And... Yes, but don't tell my boyfriend. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so this is actually Marnie's movie that she's bringing to us today. So would you like to introduce it? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, maybe tell us a little bit about what it's about, why you chose it. Sure. What you're doing here. <laughs> what are you doing Great. here? So, <laughs> what are you even doing here? Who let you in? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the movie is about some really rich people, and uh, the protagonist, Tracy Lord, she's about to get married, and none of her family seems to think that she's marrying the right person, uh, because they're still all in love with her ex-husband, her abusive ex-husband, <laughs> but we're supposed to find that uh, yeah, charming. Yeah, we're definitely going to discuss that part. <laughs> yes, that's that should be really... Uh, an interesting conversation, for sure. Uh, so she has to go through this journey of self-discovery where the men in her life tell her that she's she's too hard, she's uh, a goddess, and she needs to accept their flaws. Throughout the night, she meets a reporter, and she gets drunk and feels bad about herself. And she may or may not have made a mistake, but the right men in her life forgive her for that, and the <laughs> wrong ones don't. And so she ends up with her ex-husband. Yay! Comedy of remarriage. It is a movie of mixed messages, I found. Oh, yes. Very, very mixed messages. How about that first scene? <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's aged well, right? It's a really intense way to start. I honestly, because I had seen this before, but I think I'd only ever seen it on like TCM or some like some yeah. channel or whatever. So I don't think I saw it from the very beginning because that was 
all <laughs> new to me. I did not see or expect that. And then in my head, I was like, yeah. maybe I haven't seen this movie. But then the rest of it, I remember. <laughs> but it's, yeah. yeah, that's quite a thing to miss because that kind of sets an interesting tone yeah. for the rest of the movie. Yeah. yeah, it's just like straight up. Is it the, like he like pushes her in her face? Yeah. And, no, like. Like, she comes out straight up and is, like, breaking his golf club. Yeah. So there's some bad blood immediately. Yeah, he, very... he, like, grabs her face and pushes her over or something. It's very intense. Yeah, that's some intense stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you could get away with that. Because it's just, the, the tones are so off that today, it just, it doesn't make sense to make domestic abuse charming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was then for, you know, reasons we all know of. Yeah. <laughs> my my first note is literally just Cary Grant, no, don't beat a woman. <laughs> but I mean, I was glad to see Catherine Hepburn like kind of dishing it out at the same time. Oh, because, for sure. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a Catherine Hepburn movie where she's been passive. No, no, she doesn't do that. And I no. think that was kind of the point of the movie, right? Because um, before this film came out, she was classified as box office poison. Because she was considered to be too hard, too aggressive, too masculine. And so her playwright friend came up with this screenplay, this this play, to sort of soften her image and get her back her stardom. So it's all about her essentially apologizing to her male audience, showing that she can uh, accept their flaws and uh, be more feminine. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't like that, though, because every part that I liked of this movie was when she was hard. Yes. I think that's what makes Catherine Hepburn memorable. Exactly. So, like, it's kind of like I enjoy a lot of her performance in this movie mm-hmm. and what happens with this movie. And it's, it's, I wish it had a different resolution. Yeah, that would have been nice, but um, that, that would be a bit ahead of its time, unfortunately. I mean, even though um, Macaulay Connor. Uh, is really pretentious. Mm-hmm. He actually seems to have more of a conversation with her. And um, I mean, more than the other two men do and seems to appreciate her for who she is rather than this ideal that the other two have of her mm-hmm. or want her to be. Yeah, but they don't end up together. I, I think I think if this were a '90s movie, um, she definitely would have ended up with Mike. Like she would have ended up with Jimmy Stewart's character. Like she would have. Yeah. She would have changed, but for herself, and she would have moved on, and and then she would have ended up with Jimmy Stewart. But because of when this was put out, uh, I think it was okay to sort of rough the wife up a little bit and then still get her back. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And because of um, the production code, a comedy of remarriage was really popular at the time. And so she had to end up with her uh, ex-husband to sort of justify that, to uh, make sure all the the morals were, were okay for the time. Right. She isn't, she isn't uh, sleeping around because she ends up with the same dude, right? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. she's she's still, you know, a good person, a good woman. Yes. Let's say. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yes, let's say that. I actually like CK, and that is me as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> that is really interesting, and I, I kind of get where you're coming from, but uh, I totally want to hear more about I know, like, uh, I, your ideas on this. I feel like... I don't think that any like this one thing about them about like the whole movie in general is that I don't think anybody was right for her because yeah. of the way her attitude like the way that she kind of just wanted to be and everybody still praised her as this goddess slash mysterious woman slash every other nice word that you can possibly put on her yeah. and I'm mm-hmm. just like you're not you're not that though. You're no. actually kind of despicable. Ooh. Like, <laughs> like all of the men in her life were despicable, and then she got what she dished out in a weird way. And especially with like, I think the reason why I like CK so much was because of the fact that he put her like n- abuse aside. <laughs> abuse aside. Okay, <laughs> let's just forget that. Yeah. Abuse aside, yeah. he let's say of- he came into this movie late. Yeah. <laughs> That aside, he actually kind of put her in her place and kind of was just like, you know that you're this, 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 and this, and I'm not going to praise you as this goddess woman that everybody wants you to be. You are, at the end of the day, still, like, this morally corrupt kind of individual person who still, Mm. like, has, like, a whole bunch of privilege. So why are you crying about it? And I think that's why I really liked him. But at the same exact time, I just really like Cary Grant. Yeah, I uh, I feel you there, for sure. Cary Grant is one of my all-time favorite actors. He's just amazing in everything he's in, and he's very nuanced with yeah. his acting. And he's, let's face it, he's very pretty. He's so, so pretty. <laughs> he's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, why does he have to be so abusive? <laughs> Yeah, no, like, see, abuse aside. <laughs> yeah, abuse aside. And that I whole think he, reason I think why he, he wants be, to be a writer. Yeah. <laughs> I think he would be, like, I think he was by in the perfect kind of person for her. Like, just because of the fact that, like, obviously don't, like, tell women what to do. That's not yeah. a thing that you should do because, like, the slaps that happen. But just the sheer fact that, like, he kind of was just, like, uh, you know you are like you're a you're a fuck up, right? Like you know that. Like just just be yourself. Just be the fuck up that you are. I was just like, oh, what a cutie. <laughs> well, he definitely challenges her. Yeah. Which is which is very well sexy, actually, for yeah. that time. Because they have all of this witty repartee which has to stand in for anything sexual, of course. So, because they have that tension, it really comes across as they know each other really well, and they definitely want to bone each other, but there's a lot of bad blood, too. Yeah, I think that's why I really like them together, because of the fact that, like, they have this shared history, and it always kind of reverted back to that shared history with each other, mm -hmm. and it plays throughout most of the movie, which I'm just like, oh, you know who would be really nice with you? CK. Where's CK? I'm yeah. CK. <laughs> like, yeah. Speaking of which, isn't Dinah kind of creepy? 
like that line where she says, "Oh, do you think he's gonna stalk her again?" Like she's so excited. <laughs> she's so that excited. Dinah was the best. Dinah was me. Dinah had the most charisma of anybody in this movie. Dina. I honestly feel like that. <laughs> she 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 Dina? creeped me out a lot. She was like a little show child. Like when yes, she puts on that piano sure. performance, I was like right oh. there with Jimmy Stewart, like freaked out. Yes, <laughs> like Jimmy Stewart was all of us in that moment. Just his face going, "What? What is happening? Yeah. Can someone please explain to me yeah. why this is happening?" <laughs> you know, you know who I think should have ended up together: Cary Grant and Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> they, oh they man, I would, I would pay all the money to watch that. To me. The best scene in the entire film is when uh, when Jimmy Stewart shows up at CK's house drunk. Yeah, that's my favorite yes. scene in the entire movie. I can watch it like a million <laughs> times over and over again. It's so yeah, funny. I, I love that because like we know that CK is an alcoholic or was an alcoholic, yeah. and so seeing Jimmy Stewart come in drunk, he's like, "All right, I know what to do with you. Come on over here." Yes, for sure. There's a lot of amusement, but sort of sympathy there too. Like yeah. being yeah. there, done that, know how to handle it. And I think I think some of the performance, uh, some of it isn't just the performance. I think you can actually tell that like. Cary Grant just is really enjoying Jimmy Stewart's performance, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> For well, sure. Apparently, I read that, like, him hiccuping in that scene yeah. was something that he totally improvised during it. Yeah, and I so, read like, that. the giggles coming from Cary Grant are legitimately him being amused by Jimmy Stewart's <laughs> performance. So yeah. Well, Cary Grant really liked. <laughs> Which is so perfect. Cary Grant really liked Jimmy Stewart in real life. I think it was him who, um, who said that, like, Brando gets all the credit for bringing from switching the sort of style of acting from like theatrical to sort of naturalistic but he said jimmy stewart was doing that like years before brando by like stuttering yeah. and yeah. stammering and sort of stepping on lines occasionally so cary grant was like <laughs> a huge jimmy stewart fan. yeah well cary grant is no stranger to naturalistic style of acting like he's very restrained and nuanced mm-hmm. um as opposed to theatrical acting yeah so it's always such a treat to to watch him act in anything. You know who the hunk, like the unsung hero of this entire movie is? Miss Embry? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love her so much. Yeah, I feel so bad for her. Yeah. The like, entire movie. I want a whole movie just with her. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's, she was fantastic she's the whole so time. Pure. She has like, this poignancy to her that's just kind of compel- like quietly compelling. Yeah, like she's because she's very um, zen. Like she knows, yes. she knows yeah. everyone else is sort of in turmoil about their lives and everything. But you know, she knows exactly who she is and where she is. Unfortunately, yeah. it's being yeah. shit on constantly. <laughs> but yeah. but she's like <laughs> yeah. she's okay with it. She's made her peace. Yeah, I think my favorite little moment with her is when like Catherine Hepburn is like, "Oops, broke your camera," and she's like, "Yeah." Sure. She's so witty with it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. She sees through everything, and and she, in her quiet way, lets everyone know that she knows what's going on. Like when Mm -hmm. her and Cary Grant are talking about how Macaulay Connor might find someone else if she doesn't step up, she says, "Well, then I might have to claw that woman's eyes out unless she was getting married the next day." Yeah. So, you know, that's. That's pretty, it's fierce and classy at the same time. So I really respect that. I would actually, I would have watched like 
several films starring those four, like Catherine Hepburn and CK mm-hmm. and, and Macaulay and, and her. Yeah, there was good yeah. chemistry. Yeah, in the they room. were like they're all very fun very together. And, like anytime they paired up with different people, it, it all worked. Like they were all very mm-hmm. very good. Yeah. And speaking of that, there was a lot of different pairing in the movie because, like, as you're watching it, you realize, like, most of the movie is just two-person scenes. Mm. Like, it's a lot of one-on-one dialogue and, like, yeah. when one person leaves a room, somebody else Well, enters. yeah, I'm not at all surprised that it's based on a play because it has that very, yeah. um... Yeah. Like, yeah. It rarely, like, cuts to a scene. It always sort of, you know, just transition, Transitions. like, a character moves yeah. to another place and, and somebody <laughs> comes in and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, um, yeah, blah, blah, blah. oh yeah, lots of like pairings of people delivering, you know, quick witted dialogue. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it definitely feels like a play mm-hmm. for that. It's, it started to feel like a choose your own adventure type <laughs> thing. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, I kept like, I even have down some of, in some of my notes, I'm just like, I ship this person <laughs> with this person because i'm just like oh god there's so many different pairings in this movie well who did you ship the most though? Oh, uncle willie right uncle willie <laughs> <laughs> i ship uncle willie with death oh when he was like waggling his eyebrows at liz it was like no, <laughs> no. when he pinched his niece's ass when she said yeah <laughs> he's such a predator so creepy <laughs> I didn't realize that he was like an actual uncle at that yeah. point. Like, yeah, like just the uncle nobody really wants to talk about—that kind of uncle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's so aptly named. Like they knew what uncle they were doing. Billy. Yeah. <laughs> um. While we're talking about shifts, though, like I, I just want to mention what I think the ending should have been mm. because, like, I really felt I agree with Insha that Cary Grant and her probably had the best relationship. But I really, like, I really felt that when Jimmy Stewart was proposing, it should have really been a, like, no, no, fuck no, I'm out. And, like, her just, like, riding a motorcycle out into the sunset. Yes, I kind of wish she ends up picking herself alone, right? It's like, you you know what? I'm not perfect. I need to work on myself. Yeah. I'm going to go do that. Mm -hmm. And her choosing a career or something to, Mm -hmm. like, actually improve other people's lives for once. Because, like... Like, a big thing of it is just, like, all the men in her life having opinions on who she should be. Yes. And I, and I want her to have that opinion. Yeah, it's, it's... Like, I want her to kind of reject everybody. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's why if she had to end up with someone, I guess it makes sense she'd end up with Cary Grant, because they're both still kind of broken people, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. they can kind of work on each other together, I guess. Hopefully without the hitting. Yeah. <laughs> it always yeah. seems like a we'll tire see, fire. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. No promises. Need, some things that need to, you know, let's work on the hitting. <laughs> let's work on the drunk driving, yeah. Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> yeah. Because that was an issue. Also the... Should we talk about the film's relationship with alcohol? Yes. Let... Very complicated. It's <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Because this 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 film is filled with just people who like to get drunk. Yeah. Yes, I mean they're they're probably too rich for their own good, and that's mm-hmm. just what they need to do in their off time. Well, in the instead of using their privilege to you know help other people, they just drink. Yeah. <laughs> no, why would we help other people? It's 1940. There's nothing bad happening in the world. <laughs> in the in yeah. the morning uh, when like the morning of the wedding when they all wake up and they're all hung over or whatever 
And when Jimmy yeah. Stewart mm-hmm. is like, uh, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get an eye opener, can I, blah, blah, blah. I assumed he meant like a black coffee or whatever. And then he goes in yeah. and, uh, no, he's drinking more liquor the next morning. <laughs> yeah. Like hair of the dog right away. Oh, I have a quick question for you guys. Did the timeline of the night before the wedding make absolutely no sense to anybody else? Because <laughs> it did take a very long time. At, at yeah, one point, she's talking to George, and doesn't one of them say it's four in the morning? Yeah, he says it's. Four, and then, like you know the what? rest, he of says the... it's four. I you think it's four? He meant the afternoon. <laughs> <You> think <it's... laughs> I think George. Just blame it on the alcohol. Yeah. Are they outside, like looking at the stars. <laughs> they all had a blackout. Just blame it on the alcohol, dude. Yeah, it must be. Like, it, it, it's like <laughs> they all go to bed at like noon the next morning, and then they have like a perfect <laughs> wedding. It's insane. Well, I mean, you could argue that everything there is in real time. I could, but I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't make. Me. Well, the film is two hours. I'm pretty sure it has a span longer than two hours, so I wouldn't argue that. Yeah, none of us are going to argue it, really. So stop trying to make it. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> oh, and I guess that's not accounting for, like, George having time to, like, write a lovely letter and everything like that. Yeah. A lovely letter? Cause it's, it's, oh, it's like 10am by the time he gets that, she gets that letter, right? Mm. I think they actually say that the letter is being delivered at 10. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But it doesn't make any sense about... when he says it's four in the morning and then Jimmy Stewart, he's he goes over to Cary Grant's house all drunk and Cary Grant's like, oh, the party's over already. I think you're right. Maybe it is 4 p.m. Because Cary Grant's <laughs> like, oh, the party's done already and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, it's got to be like five in the morning by now. What do you mean already? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard to tell in black and white without the nuance of that lighting. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's at night. That's the middle of the night. Yeah. yeah. And he's he's woken up from sleep. Yeah, it's Cary Grant. I was about to I was about to ask <laughs> where are they, but then I realized how stupid a question that would have been. <laughs> I think it takes place in Chicago. Yeah. Pretty sure. Nunavut or Nunavut. something? Yeah. That that makes sense. Yeah. Somewhere where it's like night for six months yeah. of the year. It's uh Insomnia is a remake of this. <laughs> Can we all talk about like how useless George is as a fiance? Oh yeah, he's he's uh, barely there. He seemed really nice at the beginning, and like I wrote down, like he seems nice. He's going to get fucked over, <laughs> but no, he earns that throughout the film. Like he just yeah. gets consistently worse. He does. And he's judging her at the wedding, and then he gets, like, all pissy at night. And then, like, he breaks up with his fiance on their wedding day by letter. Yes. But then he does come over. He's like, oh, I sent over a letter. And yeah. she's like, well, then tell him to come over anyway. And he does. But I, I will say. Yeah, it's pretty cowardly. As, as awful as George was, as much of a lip noodle as he was, um, it's not. I didn't think it was out of line entirely for him to be. Like, at the end, when Jimmy Stewart's like, oh, no, we didn't, like, fuck, all we, we just, like, kissed a couple times. And then he's like, well, that's still not very good. And they're like, how dare you, sir? And I don't think he was out of line entirely to be like, I kind of don't want the No, lady. he should have he been yeah. upset, but not, like, dear madam. Well, no, yes. The, you know, what you have displayed last night upset yeah, me greatly. Yeah, the letter was terrible, obviously. From a moral <laughs> standpoint. Well, remember, this is a town where the librarian says... 
Dom <laughs> and B. So, I mean, it's not too surprising that a kiss is, oh. is going to end, like, badly for you. Man, that, t- two things on that <laughs> yeah. scene. One, Jimmy Stewart is delightful I know. interacting with that librarian. So hilarious and scene. two... Catherine Hepburn's library outfit is perfect. <laughs> what is that hat? I love that hat so much. It's a nightcap. I want to like... cosplay that outfit so badly. <laughs> Please do that at a fan expo. Oh, no one will get added it. to like the list of bad hats on movies we've talked about. No, this is the best hat though. Doris is it Day's hat. Than Doris Day's hat. Yeah, Doris Day's hat was the worst hat so far. <laughs> With our little poom pooms in her hat. No, go away. <laughs> yeah, they're both on either ends of the Day Hepburn hat scale. <laughs> but there's something else that I wanted to talk about the movie, which is how all the men are upset with the fact that Catherine Hepburn doesn't like that they've done things like, you know, hit her, uh, drink too much, <laughs> cheat on their wives. Yeah. But she's the one who has to change. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Um, where's my note on this? Because I wrote down like Cary Grant thinks she should have understood his alcoholism. Yeah. Dot dot dot. He's yeah. wrong. <laughs> like, that's a super that's valid a reason to leave him. Yeah. It's a different time yeah, for sure. None of the guys are apologetic in any way at all about anything. No. No. They're angry at her for being angry at them for doing these things. Yeah. It's a yeah. classic strategy when you're in an argument to get mad at the other person for being mad that you've done something. Right? That that's t- they're they're all abusive in yes. that way. It yeah. The whole family is is really screwed up, very abusive. Uh, half of the mother's lines I couldn't understand because she said it in such a high pitch affected like sing-song high society voice that it was just like <laughs> Yeah, I mean everyone around her is drinking, but she's got to be on something stronger. I'm thinking she's definitely (laughs) yeah, (laughs) just to deal with these people who have to exist around Mm her. But uh, I mean, uh, props to Catherine Hepburn for like realistically like not changing at all throughout this movie. Like everyone's talking down to her, and she's just like meh. She's continuing on with it, like, early on in the film, when she's in that, like, pantsuit and has, like, her leg up over the couch. Yeah. I, she's just dominant. Yeah, power move, for it sure. Is, yeah. Real alpha. She's she an alpha. had her leg over more furniture throughout this movie. <laughs> Anytime Catherine's on screen, she has to have her leg over something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, do like a, do like a William Riker move. <laughs> just sort of bound over the chair (laughs) but um i i have two minds about the dialogue because sometimes it's very pretentious and then other times it's incredibly witty Mm -hmm. and sometimes even touching but then other times Mm -hmm. as we've talked about abusive so it's it's just it's so fascinating and that's one of the reasons why i want to talk about it because it has so many different levels to it and it's it's definitely of of its time awkward yes it's definitely of its time yeah and i i agree i think it overall it's very well written um but it's also overwritten in that very stagey kind of Mm -hmm. way you know um Mm -hmm. which comes off as dated now but uh but with like i mean cary grant 
Jimmy Stewart and Catherine Hepburn, like, they could make anything work dialogue-wise, yeah. right? Hard to go yeah. wrong with those three powerhouses. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I actually forgot that Jimmy Stewart was supposed to be in this movie, even though he's in the opening credits. So when he walked on screen, I was, like, super <laughs> excited to see him. <laughs> Did you fangirl? I did fangirl a little bit. Yeah. And especially because when we first see him, he's so like cold and like stern. Mm. Yes. In those opening scenes. And it's just very anti Jimmy Stewart. And I'm like, I'm into this. I'm into seeing you stretch. But then he just gets completely charming as it goes on. So. Well, thankfully, because his character at the beginning is annoying. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, pretty much they're like popper. Like it's the TMZ of their Mm -hmm. day, right? Yeah. Exactly, and he hates that about his job. He hates being a paparazzi. Yeah, he's very self Or a singular version of that. Paparazzo? Mm-hmm. Papara- paparazzo, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean... Well, he and he and, he and and Liz together, they are paparazzi. Yes. I, I just love Jimmy Stewart. Like, It's a Wonderful Life and Rear Window are two of my favorite movies of all time. But I'll watch, like, any Jimmy Stewart movie ever. I just find them insanely charming. Those are two very different Jimmys. They are very different Jimmys. I was also going to include Rope, which, but it's not like one of my Mm. favorites ever, but it's also got a very different Jimmy Stewart performance. It does, and he's not in it for too long. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know, he's got got a lot of different textures. As much as he's he's seen as very um, himself, sort of like, you know, how George Clooney usually always plays George Clooney. It's yeah. Jimmy Stewart kind of has that uh, reputation, but he could definitely go like dark Jimmy Stewart, <laughs> light Jimmy Stewart. And, yeah. yeah, Hitchcock sort of brought that out in him. Yeah, 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 for sure. But um, one of the lines that I found to be kind of touching in the film, uh, where Catherine Hepburn, Tracy Lord, she's admitting this. She's like having a moment of self-discovery when she says, I don't want to be worshipped. I want to be loved. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think what we're supposed to get from that is that it's actually Cary Grant's character who loves her for who she is, flaws and all. Yeah. And yeah. the guy she's marrying is the one who puts her on a pedestal, who sees her as well, he, his daughter. He flat out says, I'm going to build you an yes. ivory tower. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so he he clearly doesn't see her as a human woman, but as a statue <laughs> yeah. of perfection that exactly. cannot fall or and break. Jo- George really reminded me of kind of like a discount Clark Gable. Did anybody Ooh. else get that vibe? Oh, yeah, actually. Like with the mustache? Yeah, maybe it's just because he had that mustache. Yeah, but... yeah, it was probably yeah just... he has none of the charm or swagger, though. <laughs> no. No. It's like if you had a cardboard cutout of Clark Gable and use that in place of George, it would be the exact same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Except I, d- I did enjoy the scene early on when he trep- he kept trying to ride that horse and yeah. calling it Bessie. Yeah. I was sitting here with Amelia and Amelia literally said, like, you can't name a cow Bessie. That's not its name. And so we both loved when the little girl was like, yeah, that's because his name is Jack. <laughs> did you say a cow? Oh, yeah, I think you did <laughs> you say a cow. A cow. <laughs> you mean a horse? <laughs> Wait, what? No, be- well, sorry. No, Bessie is, the- Bessie is a name that should be a cow. Yeah. 
That is the definitely man didn't understand the, George didn't understand the difference between horses and cows. It sounds like you it sounds like I you do. don't, Billy. <laughs> Billy. No, horses give milk. Cows are what we ride into battles. Um Horses give milk too, don't they? No. Well we no. don't drink it. Not as we well. Drink, but I mean Yeah, for their, for baby yeah. horses, yeah. Wow, this is a weird conversation. Well, okay, I'm about to make it. I'm, okay, while we're weird, I'm going to take sure. this somewhere random, and Incha, you're going to hate me. Okay. I think this movie reminded me of Terminator. What are you talking what? about? In, okay, explain. Not in the movie at all, mostly just in Cary Grant early on. Oh, in yeah, movie, Cary Grant, who's famous was so, for Terminator. so, like, stern and straightforward. Every time I saw him, I was just like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> That's what his performance reminded you of? Yeah. And then it made me think of how dope this cast would have been as like a 1940s version of Terminator. Like you get Catherine Hepburn and Sarah Tom Connor. Oh, she you would be a Jimmy great Stewart Sarah Connor. as Kyle Reese. That's a movie I'd watch. And then Cary Grant as the Terminator. Yeah. What would George be? George can just be there. Oh, the cop that doesn't dead. believe them. That's dead. George would be, he'd be the, he'd be Sarah Connor's roommate who answers the door and gets, like, oh. shot in the face by the Terminator. It's like, hello? No, I think that's poor Miss Embry. Oh, uh, yeah. And then Cary Grant just grabs his face and pushes him yeah. down. <laughs> See, I want Embry to be Sarah Connor, though. Yeah. Embry deserved more. Yeah, that's what she deserves, but that's not what she's gonna get. Well, that's what she's gonna get in my mind. In your mind. Because she deserves more than this movie and more than anybody else can ask for. She her. really does. I kind of want a series about Miss Embry sort of working her way through the photography industry. I, I would, I would so actually watch, watch several yeah. movies about so cool. them just being like paparazzi together, like going to different events. And- <laughs> yeah, that would be hilarious. Oh, also, that reminds me. I just wanted to mention how insane... Uh, Sydney Kid's accent is. <laughs> what is that? Okay. <laughs> what is that? It's it's just so pretentious. It's like nails on a chalkboard to me. I just want to slap his face. Yeah. It's I can't so even annoying. Bring his voice to mind. That's valid. <laughs> speaking speaking of him, um, he yes. really like. I don't know why he gave away all of that good like blackmail material just to cover some stupid like socialite's wedding. Like, he had, he, apparently he was, like, literally blackmailing, like, everybody in the story. And it's like, I guarantee all of that blackmail yeah. info <laughs> would make for a much better story than woman gets married. You know what I mean? Like, Actually, yeah. <laughs> like, print the story. Well, maybe he was going I, to. I questioned what the importance of this story was. There is no importance to it. I'm, I was super into the blackmail. Yeah, like that was a more interesting story. Yeah, like I, like, I, I was kind of want to follow like, up on that. If I was, I was so into like what the dad was doing at right? night. If I was reading a magazine and there was one <laughs> article about like some rich dude having an affair or an article about a lady who got married, I would definitely read the affair article. I would not read the marriage one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Like especially if the affair happened with like a pretty nightclub. Her, like dancer or whatever yeah I'd be like yeah tell me about that how about what's, what's that yeah. about like i don't care about this woman like having like three different men plot a lot over whoops. her i care about what the dad's doing yeah. at night yeah and i almost rather that that would have come in and intersected because they had that whole like 
moment that kind of didn't go anywhere where they tried to deceive the paparazzi by being like, oh, this is my father, but it's really Uncle Willie. Yeah, that just And now the flat. father has to pretend to be Uncle Willie. Like, that's the whole premise of something like The Birdcage or <laughs> that episode of Frasier where Marty has to pretend to be an astronaut. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and- that's, a, that's a really cool genre that <laughs> I kind of thought we'd go into here. Yeah, it was just used as a... Um, as a comedy scene, and then it's dropped. No, but then they had that scene afterwards, like with with her, with her and her dad, like, and they kind of have that weird little argument, and then she kind of like brings up his extracurricular activities. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, why isn't this a central part of the story? What? Yeah. And especially since like that's like the scene where like she kind of he kind of tells her about herself in the most polite way possible, mm-hmm. like. That dad is the best. But the, the worst. Well, because the then at the really, you thought he was the best. <laughs> I thought he was. I thought he was at least. I thought he was at least a little bit more truthful than the most of the guys in her. Like he reminded me of Cary Grant, but in like the worst type of way. Like no one knows where he goes at night, but at least he'll tell you the truth when he gets back in your face. Like that's <laughs> that's all you would want from a husband, I think. Maybe, Him to you know? cheat on you and then tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want it's very weird this is why i'm single very weird <laughs> very well i doubt he cheated well i doubt he i'm giving i'm trying to give the dad the benefit of the right. doubt like i'm trying to give carrie grant's character the benefit of the right. doubt because i really liked carrie grant's character but not it's the dad so hard to not like carrie grant but they do a pretty decent job of trying to get you to not like yeah. him because he even kind of plays, like, mind games with her, not to the degree that, like, Rock Hudson did in, uh, in those other movies we watched, but, like, when he's uh, fucking with her the night, the day, the morning after, about, like, what she did the night before. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's, uh, it's, like, very cruel, kind of. When, as far as we know... Oh, yeah, being like, I had an interesting dream last yeah, night. Yeah, and, like, as far as we know in their relationship... Um, it was mostly his fault that it ended because he was an alcoholic, right? So, like, yeah. it's not like he was getting back at her for anything. He was just kind of being a dick for no reason. Well, he is clearly quite angry at her. Yeah, because he... But he still loves her, but he's angry with her. Yeah. yeah. But I found um, that a trend with Cary Grant's dialogue was that he's very withholding. People ask him a question, and then he deflects. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't actually give any details. Mm-hmm. And he does that when he's sort of playing a mind game with Hepburn's character. Yeah, it, w- it was interesting how late into the film he kind of let slip that he was in an alcohol sanitarium. Yes, very casually like, that's too. not clear until the beginning. And then when he drops it, it's like, oh. Yeah, he is kind of a mystery until a little later in the film. You don't really know, like, when he mm-hmm. agrees to go to the wedding and fuck it up with the uh, paparazzi yeah. and then like, you're you not sure learn that he was only blackmailing her because he was yeah being like you're not sure about well because really. the father yeah. was being blackmailed and so that's why he brought the reporters because he didn't want tracy's father to yeah. uh end up in the paper and shame because her, players so. stick together right incha the dad and gary Grant. <laughs> like them don't judge my choices (laughs) (laughs) um that little pony and cart was adorable 
That's one of my notes. Oh, yeah! <laughs> That's one of my notes. Yeah, the... the you can really tell it's from another time. <laughs> yeah. With the pony. Yeah, because you can just hop on to a horse and carriage. <laughs> yeah, like, it's totally <laughs> normal. This is something we just do on a Sunday. And I, I liked Uncle Willie's line about how, uh, wouldn't we be more comfortable on pogo sticks? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because he's hungover and they go over potholes. <laughs> yeah, they do do a few really good hungover jokes in this. Yeah. I find this era of filmmaking is pretty great for hungover jokes. Like, Lover Come Back was filled with them. Mm. Actually, no, wait. Pillow Talk had more because of The Housekeeper. Yeah. Oh, man. That movie. That movie's hilarious. Another great line in this movie, I can't remember quite who said it, but I think Jimmy Stewart finished it, where someone says, like, true love gathers no moss. Yes, yes, it was the mother who said, uh, um, uh, the, the, the path of true love and Jimmy Stewart, who's drunk, says gathers no moss. Yeah, and I think that was nice because, like, A, like, that's not that quote, no. but B... It's kind of relevant to the characters in this movie, like, especially considering that Catherine Hepburn has three love interests. Ooh, that's going deep. It's what we do here on Film Runners. <laughs> <laughs> then again, another one of my notes is just Uncle Willie has a hangover, so. <laughs> Not always. Just wanted to remember something that happened in the movie. <laughs> yup. I'm just kind of assuming that Uncle Willie's always hungover. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I get that sense. Yeah, like, he, like I think that Cary Grant needs to sit down with him and be like, look, Willie, I know a place. Yeah. I think they can help you. Yeah. <laughs> See, that would have been interesting. If only they put that in. Very different tone, though. Yeah, if it just halfway mm -hmm. through switched to um, Willie detoxing at an alcohol sanatorium, <laughs> that would be a very, yeah. very different thing. <laughs> just hitting on all the, the staff there. Yeah. Just pinching, pinching them. everyone's ass. You remind me of my niece. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> That's horrible. That's the worst thing. I hated all of Cary Grant's suits. I mean, not Cary Grant's, um, Jimmy Stewart's suits. Yes, they, they so, look very rumpled. They're so ill-fitting on him. I'm mm -hmm. like, did anybody try? Yeah. Well, I think that I was the point, really though. Thin. I think that was the point, that his suits were ill-fitting because he's supposed to be poor, so he's supposed to be wearing clothes that don't fit him as well, that don't look as good on him. So I think that was a choice made for the story. Mm -hmm. God, I wish they made it better. <laughs> <laughs> you look good in that tux, though. The tux look good. Yeah, the tux looks fantastic. Yeah, when he was out yeah. at the party? Yeah. And that dressing gown. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Very handsome. Yeah, but the um, the lighting that they always do on Catherine Hepburn, where she's lit from above, mm -hmm. you know, that sort of Star Trek lighting yeah. that they always use on the woman to make yeah. them look like they're glowing. Yeah, yeah. I really thought, like, like this era of filmmaking, you can take a shot, like, uh, just like a close-up shot of a woman and plop it into any film, and there's very little visual differentiation there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's always very soft because, and hazy. Like, they just, like... And, like angelic yeah yeah like it's not necessarily to the benefit of the film it's to the benefit of the actress mm -hmm. yes yes definitely sort of a greta garbo effect mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i mean it makes sense because in this era like it was very much like of you know like star pictures and like they'd be signed on studio contracts 
Yeah. So yeah. you'd want to keep him happy, right? Yeah, which sort of puts a, a meta standpoint on the film because in the movie she says she doesn't want to be a goddess. She wants she doesn't want to be worshipped. She wants to be loved. And yet she's filmed very glamorously as if she were yeah. a goddess. So there's just sort of a weird contradiction going on there. Mm-hmm. Also, fun fact, do you know who owned the uh, the film rights to this story? Howard Didn't Hughes. Catherine Hepburn? Yeah, Catherine Hepburn owned them herself. I Because uh, apparently Howard Hughes bought them for her. Mm-hmm. What? So it's, it's really cool that she actually got to own and probably partially control this story that was written about her. Yeah. Or for her, not... Well, I mean... Slyly about her. Oh, definitely about her. <laughs> yeah, not her in that, like, hello, I'm Catherine Hepburn and mm-hmm. I'm an actress, but like that she is of the archetype. Yes. Definitely. Well, it, it was written for her. So it's great that she had some semblance of control over that story. Um, are there any other movies that are similar to this or we think would pair well with the Philadelphia story? Well, there's Holiday, which uh, Catherine Hepburn and Cary Grant are in, and George Cukor also directs. Oh. Also, literally any other romantic comedy that came out afterwards has at least some of this in its DNA, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, it, is, it is one of the comedies of remarriage yeah. uh, films. Mm-hmm. So the, the screwball comedy... Uh, genre you know what it, 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 it weirdly that. reminded me a lot of um uh oddly was uh wedding crashers <laughs> because it was <laughs> obviously not quality wise you're gonna need to justify this one yeah i actually kind of get a big, it <laughs> like wedding weekend with uh two people show up who aren't part of the family who are lying about who they actually are and one of them sort of falls in love with the bride like it's it's got a lot of similarities if you ignore the fact that they're also very very different it's a lot closer to it than fucking terminator billy (laughs) (laughs) you know he's got you there (laughs) um i'm gonna recommend the birdcage as a movie that kind of goes with the idea that this film abandons after one (laughs) scene nice uh like hidden identities and yeah and trying to deceive the french version or the american one I mean, the American one is Robin Williams and Nathan Lane. Yeah, so. hard to top that. And Hank Azaria. And yeah. Hank Azaria. Mm-hmm. And Gene Hackman, right? Gene Hackman. Yes. Doesn't he end up in drag? He does, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I am all about that. <laughs> I think it's probably the only film that features Gene Hackman in drag. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Aww, in, what a lot. I'm pretty sure in Welcome to Moosport, <laughs> uh, he and Ray Romano get drag. No, I, I, I don't think they do. <laughs> <laughs> nice adding Ray Romano for that. Truthful <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. touch. Incha, do you have any movies that this would go well with? Not really. I'm not really into like <laughs> multiple people going after one person. Right. I feel like that's too excessive, <laughs> and that makes my brain hurt. <laughs> like... All right, Incha, what '50s monster movie would you pair this with? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, no. Um... Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. Because the three heads, the, I'd actually the say three God. heads of Ghidorah, oh my God. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Carrie Grant and George. Um, <laughs> actually, yes, that would be amazing. That is the casting I want to see. Uh, Michael knows my heart. <laughs> <laughs> 
Not hurt? No, no. Not wounded, sir, but dead. 